Welcome back to Talking Softball with Coach B. Hard to believe we're already in 2023. The holidays are behind us. You know, everybody had an opportunity to spend some really good quality time with their families, hopefully, and friends. And now it's a new beginning, right? A lot of people always talk about the new beginnings of a new year and resolutions and, and all of those things that go with it. You know, we always joke about our resolutions and want to see how long they're going to last. Are they going to last three days? Are they going to last a week? Are they going to last a month? Or is it something I'm really going to commit to? And I think that's probably the key is commitment and the fact we don't really have to wait for the new year to make a commitment to change. It's something we can do anytime as long as we commit ourselves to it and have a plan to carry it out. And, you know, the high school softball season, college softball season are right around the corner. Practices are starting in a couple of weeks and teams will be back on the field playing in February and you know, it's an exciting time. It's a new beginning. Everybody starts the year zero and zero, and everybody's hoping that they have a great year and have a chance to play for a district title, a regional title, a state title, a conference title, a national championship, whatever level it may be, you're always hoping for the best, right? Well, sometimes those hopes are just like our resolutions. Right? How long does that hope last? Does that hope last through the first week of practice? Does that hope last through the first five or six games of the season? Or is it something that we really commit to make a change and really put forth the effort to have a successful season? And I think we have to look at what that means and hopefully hopefully everyone has been spending a lot of time during the off season preparing for this time of year hopefully you know at the college and high school levels they had fall workouts and, and were able to really kind of work through some things and identify who their team is so that they have the best opportunity for success for us in the travel ball world you know, our younger teams will be gearing back up again soon and getting into their spring seasons. And, you know, the older teams will be waiting and waiting for our high school players to complete their seasons before we can truly get started. But today, I kind of just want to talk about what we should probably be doing so that we don't fizzle out on our hope or our resolution for success for this upcoming season. And I think everybody plays a role in that. Coaches play a role in that. The players play a role in that. I think families play a role in that. What are we willing to do and what is our plan? You know, as a coach, I can remember being a college coach and spending all fall going through our fall program so that we were prepared by the end of the fall to go into the off season and then where were we going to pick up coming out of the off season what were we going to do when we got back to school in january how many practices were we going to be able to have before 
we step out on the field to play. You know, because obviously any plan takes time to implement, right? Any plan is going to take a, a certain amount of time for us to work through and really see what we have in front of us. You know, it's we live in this microwave society and everybody expects everything to happen in 30 seconds or, you know, in a day or a week or whatever it may be. Well, success is not something that happens in a microwave. Success is something that happens over a period of time. And it may be longer than the fall season. You know, it may be two years of preparation to get to a point where you have that team ready and say, this is a team that has an opportunity to win a state championship. This is a team that has the tools, the mindset, the culture, and everything that goes into to being successful. And I put some things out there on the table that I want to talk about. And I'm going to start with our coaches. Coaches... And I talk to travel ball coaches, I talk to high school coaches, I talk to college coaches, and we all talk about what we think we need to have to be successful. And the first thing I will tell you is it's more than talent. Okay? I think watch it happen in travel ball all the time now. Coaches want to go out and they want to recruit the 12 best players or the 15 best players and they think that's going to give them a chance to succeed. You know, as a college coach, we recruited talent that we felt like was going to give us a chance for success, but then we had to make sure that we had a good blend of talent, right? If you have just the 15 best players, well, we only get to play nine at a time. So what are the other six players doing? What is their role? So coaches, understand success is about more than just talent. All right? And for the longest time, I think coaches overlooked how important culture, mindset, and all of the other things are that go into success. And I speak to that now as a travel ball coach because I do have 25 years of college coaching experience on the backside. And I had to learn that. Right? I had to learn that as a coach. Well, a lot of travel ball coaches today are part-time coaches. They have another career and they coach because it's a passion. They coach because they have a daughter playing, whatever it may be. But they haven't really taken the time to understand truly everything that goes into coaching. It's not about just putting the best players on the field. It's not just about taking the most ground balls. It's not just about taking the most swings in the cage. There's so much more that goes into that. And this time of year... You know, we have to look back and say, did we put in enough preparation time? Did we spend enough time in the fall to get ready? Did our players do enough in the off season that when we start practice, we're ready to step out on the field and really move forward? Okay, because that's the skill side and that's critical. 
But when it comes to culture, have we done everything we've had to do to help our players understand what their role is on the team? You may have your best player that, yes, it's, I mean, she's going to be your shortstop and she's going to hit four hole and you're putting a lot of expectations on her. She knows that. She understands that. But she also knows that she can't do it by herself. So as a coach, how have we educated all of our players on what their role is? How have we nurtured a positive culture so every player feels like they have an important role in the success of that team? Again, I go back to... 2014 and when we won our national championship and I talk about this a lot but it's what I have to draw from on experience we had a great team I mean we were very talented but we also had key players that knew what their roles were we had freshmen who knew that it was their responsibility to be prepared to be a base runner in a key base running situation and that that was going to be a really important time, and it might be their only time to contribute to the success of our team that day, but they embraced that and they understood what that meant. They prepared for that role. Our pitching staff, we were five deep in our pitching staff. We had two All-Americans at the front of the staff, but we had three other pitchers that had to be prepared because they might come in and get spot innings or have a spot start midweek or, you know, they're going to get their time. It may be sporadic, but they had to accept the fact that their time might be limited, but it was going to be important. And that it wasn't just mop-up time. It was time that they needed to go out and be successful and we were going to support them, and the team was going to be behind them 100%. You know, we had defensive subs that we would use late in the game. You know, if, if we needed a little more speed in the outfield, we had it on the bench that we could go to and, and make some moves defensively. You know, we rotated our catchers. Both catchers understood how important their roles were. Obviously, there was players on the bench that had the role as designated hitter in each of our games, hitting for our pitchers. And they understood and appreciated that role. But we had to explain that to them as a coaching staff. We had to make sure that they understood how important their role was in the success of our team that season. You know, we even had to kind of go through our lineup and explain why we put our lineup together and where we had certain people hitting in the lineup and what their role was. You know, in our game, a lot of people look at being the nine-hole hitter as being a negative role because, well, the nine-hole hitter can't hit. No, the nine-hole hitter may have a very important role, and she does have a very important role because it's her job to turn the lineup over and get us back to the top of our lineup so that the top of our lineup has a chance to be successful with runners on base and make things happen. You know, but coaches, we have to get our players to understand what their roles are. 
okay, in players, it, it might be difficult to accept a role. But sometimes we have to be bigger than ourselves and understand that role for me is what's going to give my team a chance to be successful. This isn't an individual sport. This is a team sport. And players have to understand that whatever they do, they do for the success of the team. And I think a lot of players forget that. I hear players say all the time, well, we didn't win, or our team's not very good, but I had three hits, or I did this, or I did that. That's great. It's great that you had individual success that day. But this is a team sport. You know, what are we doing for the team to be successful? How do we carry out our role and how are we prepared for it? You know, I might be that player on the bench. I might be that freshman or that sophomore that's not starting yet. But I'm on the bench. And I'm in a uniform, so I'm on the roster. So my role there matters. But I need to be prepared to carry out my role when I'm called on to do it. I can't be sitting on the bench not paying attention to the game or sitting on the bench pouting because I'm not in the lineup or mentally distracted or even worse, distracting my teammates when our goal is to be successful as, as a team on the field. I had a very smart man tell me one time that, Coach, you have to understand that your team is full of leaders. Because you know, I always used to talk to him about leadership, and I'd say, you know, really trying to find a leader. Really trying to find a leader. Coach, your team's full of leaders. Your challenge isn't finding a leader. Your challenge is getting your leaders to lead in the right direction. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. Okay? There's a lot of truth in that. Because there are always going to be personalities that people will follow. Understanding that our leaders have to have the role of getting the rest of their team to follow them in the direction that is best for the team. Okay? Not for their personal success, but what's best for the team. Okay? Coaches, so you're developing this plan, and you've put in all your time and effort to develop this plan, and I hope you have. And I hope it's a thorough plan. I hope you've covered everything, not just first and third coverages, bunt coverages, not just outfield rotations, but your plan, right? How are you going to navigate through a game? How are you going to navigate through a season, right? What is going to give your team the best opportunity to be successful every time you take the field? That's our role as a coach right now. Make sure that plan is in place and that plan is solid. Cover everything. Go through it. It's better to be over-analytical than to miss something when you're putting that plan together. You know, I get the opportunity this spring to coach high school softball. Back on the field representing a school. And you know, right now I'm in the process of working on that plan. Because we start practice in a couple of weeks. We have to have practice philosophy. We have to have practice plans. We have to make sure that we have all of our equipment that we need. We have to make sure that we have 
travel policies. We have to make sure that our players' academic information is done correctly. We need to make sure that we're doing everything to record our scores properly and, and do everything that has to be done. Well, that's all has to be in the plan. And I have to sit down with my staff and make sure that we all understand what our roles are to get those things done. So coaches, you have a responsibility in developing a thorough plan in place, right? What are you going to do? Yes, skill-wise. What are you going to do philosophy-wise? What are you going to do to promote your team culture? What are you going to do to make sure that you can keep your players in a positive mindset? You know, what? how are you going to handle strength and conditioning? How are you going to handle the academic workload every player has and how it has wear and tear on them? What are the adjustments you're going to make throughout the season to give them recovery time when it's important before big games or going into big weekends? You know, those are all things that have to be in this plan. Right? And travel ball coaches, you're sitting there thinking, man, those high school coaches and college coaches, they have a lot they have to do. Guess what, travel ball coaches? We need to do that too. That's going to be one of my next topics coming up is how do we have success in the travel ball world to keep our team together and keep our team pointed in the right direction? So coaches develop their plan. Players, what have you done? What have you done? And, you know, obviously, hopefully you're putting in the work and working on your skills and You've been developing your skills and working on that, but what are you also doing with your teammates to create culture? What are you doing to make sure that you and your teammates are all on the same page and pointed in the right direction for success? If you're a leader, are you taking charge and leading in that direction? Or if you're not really a leader, but you're a follower, are you being the best follower you can be? Because great leaders can only succeed by having great followers. If great leaders don't have great followers, they're basically individuals. So it's important that we work on our team culture and understand what needs to be done there. What are we doing to make sure that our mindset is right? What are we doing to make sure that as we go into our season that we keep our mental distractions on the peripheral and keep our focus on what we're trying to do on the field okay, and in the program, right? How have I handled my conditioning? Am I in good shape? Am I doing what needs to be done? Am I listening to my body? Am I taking care of aches and pains and boo-boos that happen along the way so they don't turn into major injuries? If I've been in rehab, am I continuing to do what I need to do to make sure my injury doesn't come back? You know, those are all things that have to be in your plan as a player, you know, because once the season starts, it's that. You know, I can remember when we would start college practice in January thinking, oh, we've got 18 practices before our first game. Well, then it would snow or we would have weather and something would get rained out. We'd have to go indoors, change schedules, may not be able to do anything. And pretty soon we were down to the week before our first game and we had three practices to get ready before we got on the bus and traveled. And it's like, oh my, did we get everything done that we needed to get done going into this week? Because those three practices, those are just maintenance getting ready for opening day, right? That's just a study session getting ready for the exam 
that's going to happen on opening day. And players, you need to understand that. There's so much more that goes into it before you step through the gate on game day because you step through that gate every day at practice. And are you doing everything at practice that you need to do to be prepared for game day? Are you doing everything you need to do at practice to help your teammates be ready for game day? It all comes down to how we take care of our preparation time, how we make the most of it, okay? You know, players, you know, you got to have your plan. I talked about coaches having a plan, players having a plan. We need to communicate those plans to each other. Coaches, you can't have this great plan over here without making sure that your players understand it. You know, it's a plan, right? but you have to have action statements and you have to put that plan into action so that you can be successful using that. And the coaching staff doesn't play the game. Coaching staff can be as prepared as they want to be, but you got to make sure your players understand the plan and they implement it and they take the action statements to put it in place so that when you step out on the field, you're ready to move forward and have success. Okay? So there's a lot that goes into it, you know, and I think that's why resolutions don't last because people don't make a plan for a change. They just say, oh, Sunday morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym. Okay. Go to the gym Sunday morning. Hey, that was a great workout. You wake up Monday morning. Oh, my body's stiff and sore. Man, I got this to do and this to do. I don't think I can get to the gym. I'll go to the gym Tuesday. Well, you might sneak off to the gym Tuesday, but you didn't really have a plan to carry on what you did on Sunday. And then pretty soon by Friday, you're not going to the gym anymore. You didn't have a plan. You didn't do anything other than Wake up on Sunday morning and go to the gym. You can do that any day of the week. It doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution. So I think there's a lot of similarity there. Parents, what's your role in this? Number one, your role is support. You've got to support both of these groups. You've got to support both of these groups. Yes, your child is your number one priority. And I understand that. I live that, okay? Our children are our number one priority. I understand. And we want what's best for them. But we also have to understand that our child is a part of something that's bigger than just them. And we need to support their role in that. Even though we may not accept it. We may think that our daughter is the best shortstop at that school and she needs to be playing shortstop every inning and that coach is an idiot. We never say that about that coach in front of our daughter because our daughter doesn't need to know that's what our thoughts are. We need to understand and we need to support our daughter and we need to do everything we can to keep her on track in the plan. And one day she's going to get that opportunity to be that shortstop. Okay? We need to support our daughter. We need to support everybody's daughter on the team. Right? We need to make sure that we're looking out for the best interest of everyone. We're a support group as one, our parent group. They should all be working together to support the players, 
and the coaching staff. There's no divide between these two groups. If there is, then we've got to figure out how to break it down. And there certainly can't be a divide between the parents in either of these groups. Parents, we can't support one without supporting the other. Because the total plan doesn't succeed if we all don't work together with it. And I see this all the time in select ball, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but support. And it's not fake support. It's true, honest support. Yeah, there's going to be times we're going to listen to our daughter complain, and she's not going to be happy. We're going to say, yep, I understand that. And I remember what my dad would say when I'd come home and complain about something. He'd say, son, that just means you got to work harder. Son, if you went and talked to your coach and asked him what you need to do to have a bigger role. No, sir. Oh, that's your first step. Go talk to your coach. And then number two, how hard are you working and what's your plan to have the role you want to have on that team? Because that's up to you. It's not up to anybody else. It's up to you. And, I mean, he said that to me more than once. I appreciate it. My mom and dad never talked to me about, you know, your coach doesn't know what he's doing. Your, your coach is an idiot. And I hear that all the time now. I hear that all the time now, and that's, I mean, that's just that just defeats everything we're trying to do. That just blows everything up. It's not going to succeed over time. All right? Okay? We have to also understand the season's going to be long. It's going to be a long season, which means, coaches, you have to make sure that your plan's adaptable and you've worked in and understood how the season was going to play out and where you may have downtimes and where you have to really be playing well. And, you know, this is, we're coming off a stretch here where we just played 11 games in, in, in six days. Boy, we're tired. We've got to make adjustments here to make sure we can get them refreshed before we get back out on the field again. Players, we have to do the same thing, right? We have to do the same thing. We have to understand that there's going to be times during the year that, Man, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. What am I going to do to get through that? How am I going to replenish my body? What am I going to do along the way to make sure that I'm not getting completely depleted so I don't have the mental and physical energy I need to have to be successful? And parents, how do we help them cope with that? So, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, yes, 2023 is on us, and it's a great year. Every high school team in the country has a chance to win a high school state championship. Every college team in the country has a chance to win a college national championship today. Right? And every travel ball team, you have a chance to be the best team in your community, city, region, state, in the country today. We're not playing everything today. With the high school and colleges, May is a long ways away, right? Select teams, July is a long ways away, right? So what is the plan we have in place to get us from today to where we want to be at season's end? And how are we going to implement that plan? How are we going to make adjustments to that plan? 
And how are we going to get everyone to buy into that plan? That's the true challenge. It's not, can my pitcher go out and throw 65, strike everybody out? You know, is my four-hole hitter going to hit 30 home runs and be the best hitter in the country? She might hit 30 home runs, but you're going to play more than 30 games. Right? And each of those home runs, unless she hits them all with the bases loaded, each of those home runs are only one run. Other people have to get on base in front of her to make it a more impactful swing or a more impactful event in that game. So, yes, new beginnings. New beginnings. It's exciting. Can't wait to see it get started. I can't wait to get out on the field with my high school group and get started. And I know that every coach across the country feels the same way right now. So best of luck to everyone. Best of luck to the coaches. Best of luck to the players. And best of luck to moms and dads. Because everyone is going to have a role in the success of that team. And how everyone implements that role and works together to fulfill that role for what's best for the team is going to give that team the best opportunity to be successful at the end of the season. So I want to thank you for your time today. I'm excited to be back here in the studio in 2023. We got some really cool things coming up on the next episode. I'm going to talk about a coaching academy that we're uh, trying to put together and really looking forward to continuing to try to make an impact in the game. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening. And I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash Talking Softball. gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening. And I hope everybody has a great day.